This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll This is a story that I heard told many years ago by Reb Shlomo Karlibach. And normally I don't like to record stories that Reb Shlomo recorded, but since this is an unknown story, I figured I'd like to share it with you. When Reb Shlomo Radomsker became a Rebbe, he was ordained by the Holy Apter Rav, the Ohev Yisrael. But he wanted to be ordained by the Holy Kuzuma Rebbe. Now the Kuzuma Rebbe was the last close chassid of the Holy Seer of Lublin. And everybody knows that of the Hasidic Rebbe's, the seer of the Blin is one of the top, top, top Rebbe's. And the Kuzumer, he wasn't just a big Hasid of the seer of the Blin, he was also physically big. He stood at six feet four, or around 190 centimeters. And when he looked at you, it was so intense that he would give you the shivers. He was such a holy Jew. And so Reb Shlomir he decided to send one of his Hasidim to Kuzumer and find out what's going on over there on Shabbos. And he says to his chassid, listen, when you go there, don't tell the Kuzuma Rebbe that you're from Redomsk, and don't tell him that you're one of my chassidim. Just go. There's going to be thousands of people there. Just pretend to fit in with everyone else, and don't say that you're coming from me. So you know how it works. When you come for Shabbos, you have to kind of check in with the Rebbe, and everybody lines up and says hi to the Rebbe before Shabbos. And there's something like 2,000 people an hour passing by the Rebbe. In this chassid, he passes quickly by the Kuzumar Rebbe, and the Kuzumar, he stops him, and he says, hey, hey, stop for a second. Where are you from? Now the chassid's getting nervous because, I'm telling you, thousands of people are going past the Rebbe, and the Rebbe's not stopping anyone, and he stops this chassid. So he can't lie. He says to the Rebbe, I'm from Radomsk. And the Kuzumar says, Radomsk, tell me, who's your rabbi? And he says, Reb Shloimi. And the Kuzumar says, by any chance, is he also a Rebbe? And now the Hasid, he wasn't supposed to say he's from Radomsk, and he's not supposed to say that he's a Hasid of the Radomsker. So what is he supposed to do now? So he doesn't know what to say? And the Kuzma Rebbe says to him, Tell me, how much money does your Rebbe earn in a week? And the Hasid says, Six rubles. And the Kuzma asks him, And tell me, how many children does your Rebbe have? And he says, Six children? Hmm, the Kuzma says, Six children and six rubles. Are any of his children engaged? The chassid says, yes, he has a daughter that got engaged two weeks ago. And the kuzumer asks, and how much is the dowry? And the chassid says, 600 rubles. So the kuzumer, he says, he makes six rubles a week. He has six children, 600 rubles for the dowry. Are you sure he's not a Rebbe? Are you sure he's not making money from answering questions and giving brachas from the kvitlach? And the chassid, he doesn't know what to say. So he just shrugged his shoulders and says, I don't know. The Kuzumar, he says, Gewalt, he makes six rubles a week. He has six children, 600 rubles for the wedding, and he's not a Rebbe. And then the Kuzumar starts laughing out loud. <laughs> and the Chassid, oy vey, this poor Chassid, he's thinking, what did my Rebbe do to me? This Kuzumar Rebbe, he's nuts. He's just crazy. So after davening on Friday night, it's the same thing, davening ends and everybody goes past the Rebbe. And the Kuzumar behaves like he's never met this chassid before. And he stops him and he says, hey, hey, stop for a second. Where are you from? 
And he says, Rudomsk? Who's your rabbi? Are you sure he's not a rabbi? How much money does he make a week? Six rubles? And he has six children? Are any of his kids engaged? Six hundred rubles? Are you sure he's not a rabbi? And then he laughs again. <laughs> wow, this chassid. He says to himself, this kuzum a rabbi, he's really out there. I mean, I've seen a lot of strange people, but nothing like this guy. And so he doesn't know what to make of this. And he thinks the rabbi is senile. Maybe crazy. He just doesn't understand. So on Shabbos day, he doesn't go past the Rebbe. As a matter of fact, he does everything to avoid the Rebbe. And after Havdalah, the Kuzumer asks the same thing. He stops the Chassid, says, Hey, where are you from? Radomsk. Who's your rabbi? Reb Shleimele. Are you sure he's not a Rebbe? How much money does he make a week? Six rubles, six children. Are any of the children engaged? Six hundred rubles for the dowry. Are you sure he's not a Rebbe? And then he laughs out loud again. The Chassid, I'm telling you, is so confused he doesn't even know how to answer. And then the Kuzumer says to the Chassid, When are you going back to Radomsk? He says, I'm going back tomorrow morning. And now the Kuzumer grabs him by the collar and pulls him in really close. And the Kuzumer, being such a strong person, he pulled the Chassid right to his face. And he says to him, You listen well. Pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. You tell your Rebbe, Reb Shloimele, that I remember when we were together with the seer of Leblin. Ah, oh, that's it. The Chassid knew the Kuzumer was crazy because his Rebbe, Reb Shloimele Radomsker, was only four years old when the seer of Leblin passed away. So he comes back to Radomsk, thinking this was a complete waste of his time. And he didn't want to say anything to his Rebbe because he didn't want to break his heart, telling him that the Kuzumer was senile. So he comes back and Reb Shloimele is waiting on pins and needles. And he says to the Chassid, come and sit down and tell me everything that happened. Don't leave anything out. I want to hear every single detail, every word that the Kuzumer said. And the Chassid doesn't know what to do. So he says, okay, Rebbe, I'm going to tell you everything and you make of it what you'll make of it. So he tells the Radomsker Rebbe everything about the six rubles. Is he a Rebbe? Are you sure he's not a Rebbe? He's going on and on. And Reb Shloimele is sitting there with tears coming out of his eyes. Oy, the Kuzumer is so holy. Oy, is he holy? Gewalt, is he holy? And the Chassid said, Rebbe, I'm sorry to tell you, but the Kuzumer has lost it. He told me one more thing that I should tell you. He said he remembers being with you with the Seer Leblin. Now, how could that be? You were only four years old when the Seer Leblin passed away. But Reb Shleimele, he jumps up. And he says, Gewalt, the Kuzumer, he has Ruach HaKodesh. He has a holy vision. Mamish, a holy vision. Epshleimer says, When I was three and a half years old, the granddaughter of the seer of Lublin got married, and it was the last wedding of the seer of Lublin in this world. Thousands and thousands of Hasidim were there. All of the big rebbies were there. And of course you couldn't get into the hall. But after the wedding, thousands of people were standing in the street, holding torches, shouting, Mazel Tov, Rebbe! Mazel Tov! And the seer Lublin comes out, and the Kuzumer, who was his right-hand man, and his closest chassid, was standing right next to the seer Lublin. And I was on my father's shoulders, shouting, Hey, look at Rebbe! Rebbe over here! And the seer Lublin, he comes out, and he looks at everyone, and he looks every single person in the eye. And when the seer Lublin looked at you, he was only looking at you. And then he looks at me, and he walks in a straight line, right over to me, on my father's shoulders. And he takes my little hand into his holy hand. And he says to my father, Is this your son? And my father said, Yes. And the seer Lubin said to my father, 
Take care of your Yingale. Take care of him. And I can still see the seer of the Blin holding my hand and talking with my father. Can you imagine? I was only three and a half years old. There must have been 10,000 people or more there. And the holy Kuzumi Rebbe, he knows that I'm that little boy. He remembers that it was me. Gewalt, what an unbelievable Rebbe. And then he explains to the Hasid what those strange questions were. He says, the Kuzumer fixed my soul. He said, do you know, Sadikim, they have to fix the sixth attribute, which is Yesod, which is foundation. And so every time the Kuzumer said the word six, he was fixing my soul. Everyone knows that depression comes from the sixth attribute if you don't fix it, which is why every time the Kuzumer Rebbe would ask you those questions and say six children, six rubles, 600 rubles, at the end, he would laugh out loud because he was fixing the attribute of depression inside of me. And by fixing that, he gave me the ability to fix other people's souls. And he was actually, truly making me into a Rebbe. Even though I wasn't there, and even though he didn't see me, his holy vision knew exactly who I was. What Ruach HaKodesh. That is a true Rebbe. I've got one more short story for you, just because I love telling these. One day, the Baal Shem Tov once asked his closest chassid, Reb Nachum of Chernobyl, tell me what's so special about your mincha prayer. I've seen you davening mincha, and there's something very special about it. Tell me what's so special about your mincha davening. And Reb Nachum tells the Baal Shem Tov, there's an interesting story connected to that. Said one time, I was traveling in a coach. driven by a non-Jewish wagon driver. And it was so cold and intense that the wagon driver actually died while he was driving. And I saw him fall over. So I had no choice but to jump up and grab the reins myself. (laughs) And during the journey, I passed by a tavern in which a group of goyim were coming out. And they stumble out of the tavern and they see me driving someone else's wagon with the wagon driver dead in the front seat next to me. And they say, hey, a Jew is driving a dead wagon driver. And they immediately decided that I had murdered the wagon driver. And no matter how much I tried to explain to him that he died of the cold and it had nothing to do with me and I'm just trying to get back home, they had a little trial for me and they decided that I was going to be sentenced to death. So I said to them, please, before you kill me, let me have one last request, a few minutes of prayer to pray to my creator. And so they said, okay, sure, you go Jew and you make your prayers to your creator. And so I stepped aside and I davened the mincha davening like I'd never davened in my life before, pouring out my heart, begging Hashem, please Hashem, you have to make a miracle and save me. I'm not ready to leave yet. I have more work to do in this world. And when I finished, I was completely exhausted, but I was ready to meet my fate. 
seeing that there was no hope and nothing was going to save me. And just as they were about to kill me, the dead driver got up from the seat and started explaining what had happened. He told the dumbfounded crowd in Russian that he had actually died from the cold and fell on the seat and that this Jew had driven the wagon and he didn't murder him at all. And when he was finished testifying about Reb Nachum, he fell down and was dead again. The group of peasants were so shocked by what they just saw, they freed Reb Nachum and didn't say another word. And it was this Mincha davening that made such an impression in heaven, Reb Nachum told the Baal Shem Tov. And so I learned, if I could daven like that when my life was about to end, I can daven like that when I'm still alive. And so every time I daven Mincha, I put my whole heart into it. Oh.